Hello there. You are listening to At The Well, the weekly Bible podcast that helps you see yourself in the stories of scripture. I'm Jarrell. I'm Charles. And I'm Eli. And we're delighted that you're joining us for this week's discussion. Can you hear the birds outside my window right now? No? Okay, good. Good. Anyway, how are you guys doing today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not going crazy because we're not hearing birds. Right. (laughs) Apparently a little bit better than you. I'm sorry. (laughs) They're not, uh, they didn't take root and nest in your fro? You know what? That might be it. That Mm. might be it. Hey, Trill, there are no birds outside. No, they're in the tree. There's no tree. What are you talking about? That tree got chopped down 40 years ago. Oh, man. So, so you survived the cicadas. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to them. I want them to show stop, up. Stop blaspheming. I can't believe. What you mean? I want to see a plague. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Or Charles, are you looking forward to the cicadas? I'm I'm 50-50. So I'm reading um Exodus right now in my in my Bible plan. So I just got done with the plagues. And when the locusts and and the gnats happened, I went, I wonder if I'm gonna experience this. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel that okay. So I feel the need on this Bible podcast to mm-hmm. re- reiterate to the both mm-hmm. of you mm. that the whole point of God sending the plagues was yep. it was something that, you know, Israel didn't want to happen. It was sure. Actually, sure. But like, you don't see in the Bible, all the people who sat back and instead of like taking pictures of their cell phones, just drew what was happening. It was like, this <laughs> is- <laughs> record this. Listen, listen, it's in there. The plagues happened to the Egyptians, not the Israelites. The Israelites literally sat back and went, ah, huh. God's doing. That's wacky. Is, so I'm going to. Blood. <laughs> Their water's blood. Our Their water's blood. Our water's died. Blood. Right. <laughs> that looks rough. Look at those frogs. <laughs> Frog legs for days. <laughs> that looks like it stinks. <laughs> I, I can't. As like someone who teaches science, I'm very interested in just like the ecology of it all. Like the the the, the concept of it is very fascinating. Mm. Living through also for those of us that are listeners who are not do not live in Maryland and have no idea what we're talking about. There is a brood brood X is what it's called of cicadas that 17 years ago like buried themselves underground. They've just been mm-hmm. just chilling there chilling there and in a couple of weeks pretty soon actually they're supposed to start well they've already started like coming up from underground oh. and they will be in thick swarms in the skies yep and i have i have not met a single marylander who's not excited i have not met a single person from another state who could be any more freaked out by it good for us i like our attitude <laughs> I mean, it's coming after the pandemic, man. Could it not have just given another year of like, all right, the pandemic, people are getting vaccinated, <laughs> things are on the up and up. <laughs> in, no cicadas. In, while, while we're here, right? Good time for a play. Yep. Jazz it up a little bit. I can imagine cicadas coming out and being like, "Hey, the humans look a little, a little Sick. off. Like they're just yeah. they're really not about this." And it's like, 
oh, they like the world kind of ended last year, and they're just like they're coming out of that. It's like, oh god, I feel terrible now. This is not a good time for this. Should have been underground. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like all of this could have been avoided. <laughs> oh my gosh! Enough about the plague that is imminent. <laughs> Let's get things started with a question of the week segment. If you'd like to submit a question for us to answer, you can email us at threeguysatthewell at gmail.com. That's the number three, then guys at the well, all one word and lowercase at gmail.com. Today's question, since we are getting into summer, cicadas notwithstanding, is there's a two-parter here. So it's what is your favorite summer drink? And that could be a boozy beverage or just a normal beverage. So what is for you means summer in terms of libations? Beer? I like beer. (laughs) Is there a specific kind? One that is refreshing and parches my thirst. I I, quenches my thirst, not parches. (laughs) I mean, beer does dehydrate. I, uh, I feel I like out of a beer, Charles. Oh, I like it to <laughs> like to feel like I've been eating saltine crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, in medieval times, that because of the lack of clean water, beer was was um, actually consumed as uh, something to keep one hydrate, keep one hydrated. Now you know. That's- now you know. Um, but to answer your question, if I had to name one, I am a, a big fan of Bell's Oberon. Mm. Um, it is it only comes out in the summer. It's fantastic. Mm. There we go. You hear that, Bell's? Uh, there are sponsorships available for this this podcast. Eli, what about we're you? Eventually, we're eventually going to get a sponsorship. <laughs> we're going to speak it into existence. Like we're just going to yeah. keep saying it until someone's like, "Fine, I guess." <laughs> Oh, um, so not similarly to Charles, but same word. I like ginger beer. Um, and I only, yeah, it's spicy and, and really, oh, so refreshing. Yeah. I could use, yeah. Oh, maybe I could. Yeah. I'm going to get a ginger beer after, after this, after we're done recording. This is a theme of some of our recordings. Eli just makes like food plans after, for after, like immediately. I'm gonna go to Chipotle after this. Yeah, or I think I'm gonna get pho, like fall, fall pho. Oh, it was fantastic. No, Sorry, was what a, about you, Jarrell? Very fun. Um, I really like margaritas. I'm mm. a big fan of margaritas. They're probably my favorite like mixed drink. So, yeah. What's your favorite yeah. flavor of margarita? I don't know. I just normal, like just lime flavor is mm, good. Okay. Uh, but strawberries as well. Strawberry flavors. Well. There, there's a, so at my bachelor party, there's this place in Pittsburgh called Mad Max. Mad Max, if you'd love to, like to sponsor us at any point, just let me know. But they have um these frozen margaritas. I'm not going to say the name because it sounds like a swear. I refuse to swear on the podcast. I'm not a naughty boy like Eli. What? Slanderer. So- <laughs> you have to listen if listeners have to listen to the patreon to to get what i'm what i'm driving at there anyway, uh, eli needs to repent that's the moral of the story but anyway there's these frozen <laughs> there's these frozen margaritas that they do that are like really really big um and they're very good because it's not it, it's not so much ice that it doesn't taste like anything they have a good 
good Knicks. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, anywhere where there's a Mad Max, hit it up. Can I help you, Eli? Just staring at me. Let's get to scripture, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? When when this when we finish recording this episode, we should go we should go back and do a timestamp breakdown because this passage is so short that I wouldn't be surprised if all the nonsense that came before this is longer than the breakdown of the passage. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> that I blame myself. That's <laughs> this is a this is a Bible podcast. Yeah, they even just talking absolute crap for <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> Literally now. Oh, wow. Literally. Is it as (laughs) we've We are masters of time. What can we say? So this week's passage that I I promise you is coming and is from our our season Back to Basics, a a Bible study of 1 John, is from 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. So if you have your Bible and you aren't driving, you can start turning there now while I set the scene. You'd be forgiven if you thought that John's description of life as a disciple here is a bit lonely. Between dealing with the lies of false prophets and not being understood by the rest of the world, John assures readers that following Christ has many challenges. But he also offers them comfort in the knowledge that God himself hears them and gives them victory. John stays consistent in his call to readers to know this God who knows them, listens, and brings joy out of difficulty. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children in heaven. And have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Gentlemen, what can we take from these first six verses that kick off the fourth chapter of 1 John? So I love... First John, I'm, lo- I'm falling more and more in love with it because it's just a really concise letter um, that packs a punch. And I'm sure as everyone knows at this point, I am not the most concise person. Sorry, I'm working on it. Silly but surely. But anyway, the point I'm getting at is this really brief letter in its original format did not have uh, the headings or verse numbers. Uh, and so if you focus too much on the headings and chapters and verses and citations like me, you might lose track of the linear points that John was making when he originally wrote this. Um, you might say, whoa, I was just reading about love for other believers. Why am I now reading about testing spirits? Like, where did that jump suddenly happen? Um, well, at the end of chapter three, which we read in last week last week's episode, uh, John ends that paragraph talking about a tangible sign that you belong to God, and that is loving other disciples of Jesus. And then he ends with an intangible sign that you belong to God, and that is the presence of God's capital S spirit. But it can be really hard for us material, physical beings uh, to understand and be certain if they and other people even have received this capital S spirit. 
And so John encourages something really important uh, in his readers, and that is critical thinking. He wrote, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And I really appreciate the fact that uh, this apostle is not is in is in no way encouraging blind faith, is in no way um, saying that like you should love other people just because like you should you should just love other people blindly like you should just serve blindly. No, it actually it actually requires a discerning mind, um, and I'm in no way encouraging suspicion. Right, like so suspicion is governed by selfishness and cynicism, and I don't want anyone to approach the world as a cynic. Um, but critical thinking is governed by remaining vigilant and know and like the knowledge of the truth. And I think that's one of the reasons why John ends ends, I think it was in verse six that Darrell read, like, so we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of air, like the spirit of substance, which is what truth is, and the spirit of air, which is nothing and amounts ultimately to nothing. Um, yeah, I brief as it may be, I love these six verses. They're really nifty. Yeah, I, the the testing the spirits um, really struck to me, um, particularly um, because I think there's a there's a tendency to uh, to just take everything at face value. Um, there's a tendency to to hear someone in power, um, someone who maybe has been ordained clergy member or someone in power to take what they say as, as the saying goes as gospel. Well, we know what the gospel actually is, um, what the truth actually is. Um, and I love that John is saying like, yeah, exactly what you said, Eli. Um, we, we need to compare what we know of truth, which comes from um knowing God, right? We ourselves knowing God um, and being able to, to kind of discern what is of God and what is not because of our relationship with God. Um, because they're, they're just because something is preached from the pulpit or just because someone in authority or that we respect says something doesn't mean that it's uh, pun intended, the gospel truth. I love this. Excuse me, Eli. <laughs> Sorry. You just look like you burped so hard. <laughs> I did. I did. And you know what? Did I did hurt? a really good job of stifling it before I unmuted until someone <laughs> made mention to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I look so aggressive on the screen. It was like, yeah, I personally offended you by burping. He says as he drinks more Pepsi. No, it brought me joy. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, the, Charles, don't cut any of this. This is this is the best episode we've had so far. That's it's this is what happens when we record at night. Um, yeah, I I really like the that John basically here is saying to the believers, like, don't be chumps. Like, don't, don't believe everything that you hear. And I think that's really important for us to hear as well. Like Charles said there, there's, it's, it's, you can hear things that people say. Sometimes it is, it can be misinformed. And it's Eli, Eli's point as well. I don't want to encourage like cynicism or like need like unhealth, unhealthy suspicion. 
but you can hear things sometimes from the pulpit it's like oh maybe that's not actually exactly as it should be you hope that it would be but maybe it's not or you can hear things from people who are in their own faith journey and have their own struggles that maybe is not actually consistent with things that are in scripture like that happens uh and it's not always malicious sometimes it is but sometimes it's just the the idea of like yeah the spirit of truth and the spirit of error sometimes it's just a mistake but we don't want to even if it's just a mistake we don't want as believers to internalize that and allow that to change the way that we see god and the way that we understand the sacrifice of jesus christ so john is basically saying here like yeah be vigilant be about it and test the things that you hear like not test them to make sure that they uphold your worldview or your preferences test them to make sure that they're consistent with that with, with what's actually written in the bible because whether it's recognizing like oh i think this person actually just spoke in error when they said that or i think this person is actually just trying to take advantage of people who call themselves believers by like vaguely quoting scripture to justify like a means to an end we need to be about the business of weeding that out and like calling it out when we see it like john is I mentioned a couple times is writing to uh he mentioned he mentions in previous verses or no it was this one yeah the 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 people that, like the antichrist which you've heard was coming is now already in the world he says like these people came from us so it suggests that he's speaking to people who are about people in the world who were at, at one point of the body of christ in the ministry that john and these people he's writing to were a part of broke off and kind of adapted elements of theology that were not consistent with what was actually in scripture. I think when I was looking into research in this season is um, referring to Gnosticism, um, which preaches different things about what is necessary for salvation. So that's why he harps on here, like, you know, the spirit of God, because he confesses the supremacy and the sufficiency of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And you know, that to us, because he puts it in such black and light, white language sounds like, oh, of course, yeah, that's kind of the whole, that's the whole deal. But it is important to recognize, yeah, he's writing this because people are probably hearing countering points from people that they know, or people that like at some point in the body of Christ were like, yeah, I would have respected their um, opinion. Otherwise, John would have said like, yeah, they came from among us. And so there's this this understanding to like, yeah, even people, you know, people that you care about, again, not to say that everyone's like doing it for malicious purposes, but like, can be wrong. Like I can be wrong. Uh, or like, we can be wrong in misinterpreting things. And that's why it's good to do things like this together to do Bible studies together, because we're able to like, speak into those things, not for the sake of like tearing down, but also recognizing like, hey, we don't want to even accidentally adopt a view of scripture that incorporates things that are not in there i and i the other another thought i had uh which is kind of like tangential to this but the fact that john is writing specifically to what you just said drill right like he's specifically writing to a specific context or situation that's happening where a group of people broke from the body of christ and were preaching not the gospel um but this still applies to us today and praise the Lord that this book, this, his word, even though is written and, and describing historical uh, situations and history and specific circumstances, it still applies to us today. We can still read this thing and go, this 
we can apply this right here and right now to 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 our lives and to uh, our journey as followers of Christ. Um, but that was one thing I was struck by, especially the first verse: "Do not uh, believe every spirit, but test spirits, see where they are from God." I realized, like, okay, John's addressing something very specific to the community he's writing to, but oh my gosh, he this is also for us here and now. I think it's also uh, critical just to both of your points. I think this can sometimes be scary. Like the fact that there were factions of Christians or early believers, those who followed the way and who broke off from different bodies of believers, took on different theologies and then came back and tried to convince people or the fact that there's so much dissension among uh, a single group like that's actually pretty terrifying um and like oftentimes when you get warnings like when you're told to be vigilant when you're told to keep your head on a swivel sometimes that can build up anxiety um i know for me sometimes that does but he also gives like john also writes comfort he said you are of god little children and have overcome them them being antichrists right these people with these with these false preachers with these false gospels um, you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. Um, and so, like, there's this reassurance that comes not from us. Like, he didn't say, oh, but don't worry, you're good enough. Like, you're like it's it's not about like boosting up your own ego it's not about saying be vigilant and you're good enough to to withstand um these different things that these different obstacles that surround you know it's saying like or paul or sorry john was saying like god has already won like the victory's already been uh, achieved in christ like let your faith then function all the more steadfastly uh because like as Jarrell was saying earlier, because Jesus was, is, and will always be sufficient. Like, let your faith be strong, let it be consistent. Um, cling to the spirit of truth. Um, stick with God's word. Like, there's so many affirmations that John gives so that people don't walk away from reading this letter anxious. Yeah, it's it's a call to remember that, like, the battle's already won. And like Jesus already, he did all the heavy lifting. Um, and like, while there's, <clears throat> there's work to be done and like the testing of spirits and what people say, it's like, but that's, yeah, that's a work that we can confidently enter into. And like, and similar to, in just dealing with our own sin and shortcomings, like there's work there. And like, I think you say like, there's, there can be anxiety there of just kind of being vigilant of what is in our own hearts, our own minds. But we can do so and engage with that work in confidence that like God isn't asking us to go uh, fight in a victory and win a battle that hasn't been won. He just wants us to enter into the victory that he's already won. It's like, yeah, these the spirit of like the flesh and like the spirit of God are very, very different and there's struggle there, but Jesus. And yeah, there's a lot of mixed messages and brokenness within even the body of Christ uh, and error even within the body of Christ, but Jesus. And yeah, I, as someone who can as well get uh, anxious about things like that, it's in, it's very comforting to hear that like, but it's not yours to like go make this work. 
like it's yours to just kind of like he says throughout the whole thing abide in the fact that jesus already did um and in knowing him and in like knowing his word we're armed to be able to do that and yeah i find that super encouraging yeah i think just jumping off that my last point and i think this is kind of the heart of this season and this episode in particular like don't fret about um well what happens if i take on a theology that isn't like real don't don't fret like be vigilant about it like read god's word talk with brothers and sisters who who you've seen have wisdom who study god's word like lean into the truth that exists in uh the bible as charles was holding up earlier like be a student of the word um eat the scroll as Jarell has constantly said um and be about openly conversing about god's word so you don't get swept away um by <laughs> anyway <laughs> so you don't get swept away by these false theologies but also understand that like when you go into god's word what you're trusting is that god in his sovereignty like wove this word together um so that's the, yeah i think that's what this back to basic season is about is like trusting the sufficiency of of god's word and also being in in being a student of it yeah absolutely like this the eat eat the scroll is charles literally and then figuratively did you did you actually take a bite of your bible or did you just <laughs> he says no <laughs> um yeah eat the scroll god doesn't hide the ability to discern like truth and error away from us like he gives us his words the tool to use um so yeah let's be about it that is all for this week thanks so much for listening you can check us out at, at thewell.podbean.com we upload new episodes every monday on podbean itunes spotify and google podcasts you can also connect with us on instagram and facebook by searching three guys at the well and if you want even more content and would like to help this podcast grow consider becoming a patron and head on over to patreon.com forward slash at the well if you've listened all the way to the end of this episode you already like us enough so you might as well consider becoming a patron uh, we've got a lot of good content over there. Uh, just a series that we just wrapped on maybe at this point. I don't know, future Jarelli, Lion, Charles. A four-part series on hope, Jesus in the movies, and plenty of sound checks. So head over there if that's something that interests you and you'd like to support the podcast. Until then, we'll talk to you next week here at The Web. Well.